What's up, Greg? Hello, welcome to today's episode of Juicing the Numbers, your statistics and sports podcast. I am your host, Joshua Tracing. And I am the other guy, Corwin Heller. And we're speeding through today's episode because Corwin and I have better shit to do. Um, <laughs> anyway, it's the non-stat. <laughs> right? <laughs> hey, we're honest. We're very honest. Uh, we, this is this is the non-stats episode of the pod. This is the, the, the headlines and discussion episode of the pod. So we're going to be talking about what's been going on around in the world of sports. I think Corin and I are most upset over what's happening in the NFL, but we will close with that um, to make sure that we have enough time for it. So in that vein, um, do you want to talk about MLB playoffs? Playoffs? You want to talk playoffs? about playoffs? Yes, yeah, yeah. so uh, as it stands right now, it's Wednesday night. It's eight forty-two p.m. Uh, here on the East Coast. The Yankees-Rays game is currently underway. The uh, Padres-Dodgers game hasn't yet started, um, so a lot could be different. Not a lot could be different, but some things could be different by the time this recording ends. But um, the wild card, the wild card round is over, and not a single team from the Central divisions made the second round of the playoffs, despite there being seven teams out of ten coming from the central divisions making the playoffs. Um, biggest surprise exits are the, I would say anyway, are the Twins, White Sox, and Indians all departing the first round. I think all the NL teams were specious at best. Um, but what do you think of the uh, the central division collapse? Well, I mean, I think you got to look at who they matched up against. You know, like Indians, as much as uh, I'm a fan and support them, they played the Yankees. You know, that's that's not a easy matchup. The Twins played the Astros, and as awful as they've been this year, at the end of the day, they have quite a bit of playoff experience and know you know what it takes to win a series and the twins you know hilariously absolutely do not know what it takes to win a series um you know let's see what do we have the reds are pit you know they were pitted up against the braves obviously that's a tough matchup there um you know i, I don't think it's as crazy as the headline just because you know as as wild as it is that not a single central team made it, at the end of the day, none of these were gimmies. None of these were wild upsets. I don't know if any of these could be considered upsets. Um, let's see. Maybe the um, Cubs? The Braves beating the Reds wasn't a huge surprise. I picked the Reds to be sassy, but it wasn't a big surprise. The A's beating the White Sox was... Something of a surprise. Ah, it, was a, it was a pretty even matchup. It really could go either way. No one, I think, which should be surprised. Ooh, the Marlins beating the Cubs, I think, was an upset. Um, I will even definitely though, concede that. Yeah, even though I am a fan of the Marlins and was hoping they would win, and I think picked them to also be sassy, that is still something of an upset. Uh, Astros being the Twins, like you said, the Astros at their core is still a good team. Padres being the Cardinals, I don't think it's a huge surprise. Yankees being the Indians isn't a big surprise. Dodgers fucking the Brewers isn't a surprise. Um, yeah, that's yeah, you're right. Was, outside of Marlins, Cubs, there's no real, there's nothing crazy there. Mm-hmm. A's White Sox was the next closest series. 
Um, yeah, I'd agree. Uh, as it stands right now, the Braves are up one game on the Marlins. The Dodgers are up one game on the Padres. The Astros are up one game on the A's as the Astros won today. I know that one because the game ended before we recorded. And the, the Astros Rays... absolutely did not win today. Oh, sorry. The um, Athletics won today. My bad. That series is two to one. And the Rays are currently positioned to beat the Yankees. As of recording this, it is four to one Rays. Um, although, oh my God, the umping in this game has been disgustingly bad. Uh, why CB Buckner and his crew get a playoff game, I do not understand. But anyway, um, why CB Buckner is still an umpire in the MLB, I do not understand. Well, so that I get because, like, firing an umpire is like trying to uh, to to land a, a a fucking vessel on the sun. It's it's like you'd think you could do it, but no, it's impossible. Um, no, but it shouldn't be though, because if you are it, no. that consistently below the bar for performance at a high level, like at that important of a position in a company like MLB, if that's how you want to view it, you would have been let go already. You know, it it's not a union thing, it's not a race thing like you know, Angel Hernandez always makes it out to be. It's just you're just not good at your job, and other people are better. And so the that's what makes it infuriating because it is a union thing for the regular season. Like you can't fire umps; if it's weirdly impossible. But you also like the MLB gets to choose which ump crews get and don't get postseason series. Like that isn't written in the books. Um, that's, I believe, if I recall correctly, that, that was the catalyst for Angel Hernandez's lawsuit is that he wasn't getting enough playoff games and that's why the MLB was racist or some shit like that. Um, mm. When in reality, it was a, just because he's a bad ump and the MLB kept not picking his crew. Um, I don't, which makes sense. Don't pick bad umps' crew. Every sport does it this way. NFL picks the best refs to go into the playoffs. NHL picks the best refs to go to the playoffs. Every single sport works this way. Um, which makes it that so much more confusing why the fuck C.B. Buckner is in the goddamn playoffs. Because <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. they cost the Yankees a, at least one or two runs yesterday. and Oh, they cost them a, a guaranteed run today, literally. But anyway, I don't want to just whine about the Yankees. Um, any any upsets? Does, does this look surprising to you? What's going on right now? Um, no, I mean the Yankees and the Rays having a a contested series. I think we all saw um, the Dodgers, even though it's one game, beating up the Padres. I think we all kind of knew it was going to be a tough series, but I think we all accept that the Dodgers are you know a better team. Um, Braves beating the Marlins. I, I'm definitely not surprised. Houston going up two one on the Athletics. I am surprised about um, because yeah, I, I a four nothing start to their postseason was not what I was expecting. Absolutely um, not. Um, their first loss coming in their fifth game of this of the of the postseason, which is dumb. And the Astros suck, but whatever. Yeah, I, I I think so too. That the Astros is is weird. The Rays are a really good team. I think they're in a good spot to um really give a run for the the AL pennant this year. Their pitching is insane and their hitting's finally really starting to catch up. Um 
Astros thing is weird, but the Dodgers winning isn't weird, and the Braves winning isn't weird. The rest of baseball seems to be as one would expect. Um, anything else in the world of baseball to to touch on? Uh, yeah. So for some reason, all of the United States everywhere is blacked out from watching the playoffs on MLB TV. I don't know if that's factually correct, but at least in my part of the world, it is, and it's fucking bullshit. Um, it you know I I pay for this option. I I should be able to watch the playoffs in, you know, whatever you want to talk about blackouts where you know living in the suburbs of New York City, blacked out because you should be going to see the game. That's stupid in its own right, but blocking out all of baseball, all of the country from watching playoff baseball because, I don't know, I guess that's part of the contract that these TV networks signed with MLB to show these games. Uh, just It's one of those things where I get it. I know why they do it. It's just anti-consumer and i hate it and it's just ridiculous that it's 2020 and we have to put up with this i i don't know how they expect to grow the game i just don't if this is the strategy they continuously want to take and it's not even like you really have to compete that harshly with um with 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 the stream just just put the tbs broadcast on on mlb tv You, you don't have to have a secondary broadcast you don't have to cut in on anybody's market share I doubt T T fucking BS would give a shit. If we're being honest here, I'm sure that the, that there's some legalese that says you can't do that. But at the same time, I mean, like, as if, if you're showing their broadcast and and they're getting a uh, their correct cut of of the advertising revenue, who gives who gives a shit? Mm-hmm. How is this your method? How is this the option you decided to go with? Uh, it's it's, weird. it's just like I don't get how MLB can consistently be this ass backwards with their decision making. Like it's they're going out of their way to push people away from sports, these sports. It's like it, it, it genuinely feels as though like the NBA is being run by a bunch of like young idealists all TikTok in their board meetings and you know high-fiving and wearing jerseys to the office and the MLB is like not wearing masks and wearing suits in their in their Zoom meetings and and being run by guys who are like 95 and never bought an iPhone it's weird it's the weirdest juxtaposition like like they're mm-hmm. sports leagues how are they run this differently the core of what they do is so similar. It's literally the same market sec- uh, uh, or industry. That's the word I'm looking for. Industry. I, I, I don't. I don't get it. I don't understand. Just steal everyone else's ideas. Why don't you just do that? Be lazy. I would take a lazy Rob Manfred over the current one every day. Seriously, yeah, I mean, just I be like. Would. If if even if like I mean extreme like like I mean like plagiarize Adam Silver lazy like every time he goes in front of a camera, do pull pull a pull a Melania Trump and just like steal Adam Silver's speeches and what he says and just say those things. I would love you more. Uh, I don't know if I could ever love that man. Oh no, but but I could put up. 
I could accept him. But as <sighs> of now, I, I can't do any of that. Yeah. He's the fucking worst, dude. He is a awful commissioner. Can, but, you, uh, can you name can you name a worse commissioner in sports? Doesn't have to be active. Oh, like it can be throughout history? Sure. Well, his predecessor, Bud Selig, was pretty bad. Um, I am not terribly familiar, but I'll take your word for it. Well, the the biggest boon to Bud Selig is he never outlawed steroids. Like, they were never against Mm. the rules. And then in the 90s, (laughs) people found these nifty drugs called steroids. Um, (laughs) And then things got really weird. And then all of the sudden, MLB started cracking down on steroids to a really extreme degree and started telling people they couldn't make the Hall of Fame. And and, and there ended up being a Senate hearing or a congressional hearing about the use of steroids in baseball. And Bud Selig started making a character case out of it. You know, like, this guy's a bad guy. And, and you know, like, now we're not going to let Bob uh, Barry Bonds into the Hall of Fame because he used steroids, which, first off, he... he it, he probably did, but he never tested positive. Let's go with um, uh, who tested positive. Let, let's go with um, Sammy Sosa. Um, Sammy Sosa tested positive. It was never against the rules when Sammy Sosa tested positive. That's the big thing people forget about the steroids era. Is like, yeah, you can talk shit about players using it because you might find it to be immoral. It was never against the actual rules. That's I... the fucked up part of it. I had no idea. Yeah. And then, like, all of the sudden, when it started getting national attention, and this is after, like, a few, I think, players and a few other personnel, like, went to Bud Selig and was like, you got to get steroids out of baseball. And Bud Selig was like, but home runs bring in the money. Um, and just decided not to. And then when it became, like, a big public to-do, then he started, like, really fucking up players. And the problem is, after the... You know, you're you're not your average necessarily, but after so many players started juicing and getting better, then other players who were also good were like, "Well, fuck! If he's going to juice mm-hmm. and potentially take a spot away from me or or threaten my contract or whatever, I'm going to have to start juicing too." That's why it was a big deal. Um, like, if you let one guy do it, eventually everyone's going to do it because if there's an edge that everyone's using, but you are you smart for not doing it? in maintaining your morals or are you dumb because you only get so much time in the MLB you gotta do what you can do while you can do it so everyone started using it that's why it was such a fucking problem so Bud Steeler was pretty bad um, but I will go with Kennesaw Mountain Landis as the worst another oh, another baseball guy you just, you just threw like a groundbreaking synopsis of this man's career I barely knew who this guy was and you are just making me hate him and hating the whole hate against steroids. And then you're just going to throw another answer at me of another yes. dude I have never heard of. Oh, just to just to double down real quick on Bud Selig. You know who Bud Selig's uh, um, right-hand man was? Uh, Roger Goodell. Rob Manfred. Yeah. Right. So, like, Bud Selig was hated and then handed it over the job to, well, I didn't, you know, it's not really how it works, but basically handed over the job to Rob Manfred, and everyone was like, well, it can't be worse than Selig, and somehow he's really just as bad. Um, yeah. But Kennesaw Mountain Landis, 
um, whose name just got stripped off the MVP trophy this year, deservedly so, um, was a terrible man. Um, and he is the reason black people weren't allowed to play baseball. Oh. Okay. So, yeah. That's a very good reason. Yeah, there's a lot of reasons Probably he the would... best reason to be stripped off the Hall of Fame trophy. Oh, yeah. Um, the, MVP yeah. trophy. But yeah, um, there's yeah. other reasons that like make him a dick. Um, like his handling of the White Sox scandal and a bunch of shit like that. But by far, I don't think there's anything that really is going to compare to the fact that he kept black people out of baseball. Uh yeah, alright. Uh I don't know him still, but I will agree with your answer because again, that's some bullshit. Oh, anyway, uh enough baseball talk. Let's keep trucking along. A brief I talk. You never say that phrase. Keep trucking along. No. Do I say it a lot? Baseball talk. Oh god. Uh, this is typically speaking, there's no such thing. Um anyway. Um, as I said, Corin and I have better things to do. So, <laughs> so let's talk about the NHL really quick. Um, I guess two Rangers talking points is all we really have. Um, the NHL draft was yesterday and today, and I think is also tomorrow. No, they do two and two through seven in the same day. Uh, but the Rangers took surprise pick first overall in the draft. Um, Alexis Lafreniere, uh, Corwin, are you surprised? I was, you know, I thought they were going to trade that pick for Matt Murray once they got rid of Henrik Lundqvist. Uh, they did not, so I'm a little disappointed. But, uh, yeah, I guess they went with the second best guy that was available. So, works second out best for them. First <laughs> uh, yeah, I saw somewhere that, like, oh, the Devils really wanted him. And it's like, the Devils picked seventh. They weren't getting him. <laughs> why would, why? Fuck the Devils. Yeah, it's one of the things where uh, I agree completely. Fuck the Devils. Um, In other Rangers news, there is apparently a pretty valid rumor that Henrik Lundqvist will be signing with the Washington Capitals. Um, So this has been a mixed week of of reaction and emotion for for us Rangers fans. so I was, I was talking about it. So much. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's bad. Core and I were texting about it. Um, and my thing was, I had a feeling it might happen when this came up when last time we talked about the situation, because the Caps could certainly use a guy like him. But I didn't want to say it because I didn't want it to have life. And now it has life, and there is nothing I can do about it. Um. <sighs> I'm happy for him. If, if that's where he ends up going, I'm happy for yeah. him. But this sucks. It sucks because Caps fans are going to be dicks about it. Oh, absolutely. And you know, you know what? If he has a chance to go win, you know, the Stanley Cup, I can't fault him for that. You know, but at the same time, it's going to be tough watching him play in another sweater than. You know, the the blue, uh, the Rangers blue, and uh, especially when the Pens have to match up against him, and he's still Henrik Lundqvist. So I, I really wish he would have rode off into the sunset just for the, the story, the story's sake. Wow. Story's sake. But you really can't fault a, a Hall of Fame goaltender for wanting to continue to play the sport he loves. No, and that's why I can't be too mad. If I was younger, I'd probably be more mad. But 
Now, now in my old age of 26, I get it. Um, but anyway, like it's like you know, seeing seeing Martin Brodeur go from New Jersey to St. Louis, it's like, all right, you know, that sucks, but it's like it's a different fucking conference. You know, this this would be like if Martin Brodeur went to like the Flyers or the Islanders. You know, it's not it's not one A. It's not the Rangers. It's not like Martin came to the Rangers. But like it's it's up there in terms of how much that really sucks. Um you whatever. genuinely surprised me for a good half a second because I forgot Martin Brodeur didn't retire with the Devils. Yeah. Because that's just something you'd strike from your memory and pretend never happened. But it's also one of those things where it's like you can't picture it, and then you see a picture, and you go, yeah, no, it did happen. But like, once you take this picture away from being in front of my eyes, I can't reform it. I don't want to reform it. Like, I know I've seen pictures, if not videos, of Martin Brodeur playing with the St. Louis Blues, but like, I I can't even fathom what that actually looks like still. So, anyway. um. Any other big NHL news, or shall we talk about the creme de la creme of topics here? Uh, so Matt Murray did get traded. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Yep. He was to the Ottawa Senators of all teams. Oh, hey, they're coming up. For a second round pick in this year's draft, I believe it was 53 overall. And uh, John Gruden. Uh, Naturally. Ottawa prospect, which. Shot and head of the Las Vegas me when I first saw that because <laughs> you know why. Um, but uh, you know what? It's one of those things where I'm I'm glad we were able to get some good value for him. I am glad that he is able to go to a team where he will start, uh, and I'm glad he's leaving on fairly good terms because at the end of the day, the Pens wouldn't have won a Stanley Cup without him. He's, One of the great rookie runs of all time. Right. You know, historic, like you said, historic rookie run in the playoffs. And even if it didn't work out, you know, he's a great person. And I, you know, I, me and all of the Pens fans that I've seen on social media wish him nothing but the best. Yeah. I think Ottawa's going to be um, a really interesting team to watch. I also think that's a lovely send off to, to what is. Um, or who is a man that I think is universally considered to be a really good dude. Um, so, but I, I think Ottawa's going to be a fascinating team. They are inexpensive. They're very cheap. They just had two picks in the top five, taking Tim Stetzel um, at left wing and Jake Sanderson, which might be the whitest name I've heard in a while um, at D man. So they, they've, they've got a new, a new forward, a new, hopefully top six forward for them, a new, you know, hopefully a top four D man and, and a new starting goalie. So they've got a whole bunch of, uh, of of new pieces there. So we'll see what happens with that team going forward. But uh, yeah, it's going to be an interesting time for our uh, our our Eastern Conference teams. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it'll definitely be weird going into the season, especially because what was the date we decided it started like? Tomorrow, December first. That's that's too soon. I'm not mentally prepared for this. 
like I I checked our our dynasty hockey league and was like, holy shit, I need to set a lot of picks or keepers, and I just there's no lead up to this that has gotten me prepared. The same as the NFL season, same as the MLB season, it just feels so weird. I yeah I, it's hard to wrap my my mind around it. Um, but that's that can be said about almost literally anything that happened this year. So, mm-hmm. all right, let's talk about it. Let's get into the uh, the NFL. So the Titans outbreak has remained immense. Uh, I think they're up to eighteen players and personnel right now. Um, there's been some other high profile and and mid profile uh, players testing positives on other teams like Cam Newton and Stefan Gilmore for some high-profile guys on the Patriots and brings into question that team. Um, but let's, we're going to focus this around the Titans because of how much of a bungle this was. Um, so for anyone who does not recall, last week the Titans were supposed to play the Steelers. They, those, they were not able to because of too many positive tests. So they said that this is going to be the new bye. NFL reworked the schedule uh, so that the Steelers can play the Ravens next week, move the Ravens by, and move the Titans, and the blah, And now, because there's just still so many positive tests, the NFL is considering just canceling the Titans Bills game and handing the win to the Bills. And this we'll we'll leave that to the side for a moment. We will have to talk about that because that's insane. But I still can't shake how fucking dumb this league is. That they had the longest stretch of time. They had six fucking months. Seven, if you want to go all the way back to the actual uh, end of the, of the season after the Super Bowl. To figure this shit the fuck out. And they just chose not to. Yeah. We sat here on this podcast and we talked about what's the NFL going to do. Are they going to do hubs? Are they going to add weeks on? We talked about the idea of them having buffer week to weeks between the end of the regular season and the beginning of the playoffs so that they could accommodate for any games that get postponed due to COVID. And now they're talking that that might be a possibility five weeks into the season because, surprise, surprise, the the highly contagious disease is going around. I They, they had no plan. They had no plan. And it's and it's extra. It's it's fucking icing on top of the shit cake that fans are being allowed in stands. And so you're looking at what is already considered a, a public health question mark, and adding on top of the fact that the NFL can't even keep its own goddamn players safe. Like it, this is a fucking clusterfuck, man. This is pathetic. They did nothing, and I don't know why they're surprised. But nothing wasn't a great plan. What the fuck is happening? It's, it's, I think, especially ridiculous because of the fact that this, the, the solutions that they had lined up were just so incapable of doing anything to mitigate the problem or find a solution or do anything beneficial for the league. It was basically a cop-out in just the purest sense. 
and they hoped the same thing that the president hoped, which is just that it would disappear. And guess what? It didn't. And here we are. It's changed. And now it's getting to the point where since they do anything to mitigate this and put a stop to this, it is now dragging into the point of what's going on with the rest of the season for these guys, for these teams that are affected. Because, believe it or not, shit's fucked for a good number of teams for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we, we talked on here about how big these teams are, how fast this could spread. This is not baseball. It is football. Everyone's very, very close proximity-wise, yada, yada, yada. Um, yada, yada, yada. It's crazy to me that they didn't have anything in place. It seems like they're caught off guard about the fact, because the, the thing that, you know, it was hell having to watch the fact that they, they postponed the Steelers-Titans game last week because they had no, 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 no plan. Um, but they rescheduled and worked it out, so I guess you shake your head and just go, okay. But it is infuriating watching them consider a different, separate option for the Titans-Bills um, game because that says to me they didn't think it would affect two weeks' worth of football games? The CDC recommended stretch of time for you to quarantine should you be exposed to someone with COVID-19 is two weeks. That's been yes. the CDC's guideline for months. Like, almost since the beginning of this. Why on fucking earth would you think you wouldn't, like, maybe you just need one week and then everyone's good again? No, it's very reasonable to assume it might take two weeks. I, oh my God, like, what the fuck did they spend this whole time doing? There are a lot of conversations that we have where, you know, the NFL does something stupid, like normal, and we basically just have to sit here and complain about all the stupid stuff they do, but deep down, we know why they did what they did. We know what they were after, whether it was money, saving face, liability, X, Y, whatever. We can at least get the decision. We can understand it. I don't understand how they could have thought this was going to be both acceptable and effective. Like, how in the world? How in the world? Were they able to look at this and think, this isn't going to bite us in the ass. This is going to be something that works out. Everything's going to be fine. And that's all we got to deal with. And it's over. How? I, I really think that they, they look at themselves in, in the mirror and said, you know, testing every day is all we have to do. And that's enough. And don't get me wrong. Testing every day is great. It should absolutely happen with, with, everyone in the nation if you could but with sports leagues specifically because their business model is predicated on their ability to be near other people um and but that's not enough i mean look at the fucking i'm not trying to get into politics but look at the white house right now like testing every day is not enough 
And those are people whose whose job could very reasonably reasonably be done from home. The NFL needed to do something else. I don't necessarily know what that is. Look at how bubbles worked out for the NHL and NBA. Nobody tested positive damn near the whole time they were fucking there. I, I get you don't want to have to do that to the to the players, but goddamn, you had to do something. Like these are these are people who yes they're in really great shape, but it's not it's not uncommon to see injuries. It's not uncommon to see people with pre-existing conditions either. We've had players who played in the NFL that have survived cancer, that have survived leukemia, that have survived very various illnesses, that have mm-hmm. family that have the same illnesses. The NFL has done nothing to protect these people outside of saying we'll test you every day and cross our fing- fucking fingers that that's enough. And it is dis fucking respectful to not just us as fans who now have to sit here and wonder what the playoff implications of the of the Bills getting a game for free because the Titans didn't play, what the Titans' playoff implications are with the AFC South, all that bullshit. But it's also it's crazy disrespectful to everyone in the NFL, from the rookies who are coming in because they have to. They have like a three-year window where they are potentially going to find out if they're going to stay in the NFL long-term or not. Or the veterans who are, have to show up because they have long-term contracts that they have to abide by. Because who knows how who knows how long they're going to get those for? Like they, ugh, it it is ridiculous that this was their course of action. Nothing. I really hope that the outcome from this involves the NFL Players Association of negotiations for the CBA and basically using this as enough leverage to bend the will of the NFL and can actually make some change, some progressive change for the players. Because as of now, the players have no recourse against the NFL when it comes to, you know, filing a lawsuit for negligence or X, Y, whatever. What was that? Like shit like puncturing a lung. If Tyrod Taylor, sorry, Tyrod Taylor can't can't sue the NFL for a punctured fucking lung. Right. Out of a doctor, then they definitely can't sue because of contracting COVID. So I really hope, I really, really hope that something is able to come of this. Because otherwise, I just, I don't know. I, I would be very upset if the NFL was able to just get through this season and make it through without really any recourse for the shit that they pulled. What is your reaction to the idea of the Bills taking a game for free as a Steelers fan who has to have your game rescheduled for reasons we do not know? Um, as a Steelers fan, I'm quite upset. As an NFL fan, I kind of get it. I kind of don't. So on one hand, excuse me, the notification that the league sent to teams regarding the possibility of forfeiture if these, you know, guidelines weren't met, and there's something done where you know you put the team at risk, whatever. 
you know what? It's it's the way it is. Like I really hate that there's no second bye week built in to allow these kind of things because guess what? It does take two weeks for this to you know go through its course to really make sure these guys are clear enough and safe enough to play against each other. But they didn't. And so guess what? The first time means there's a second option because you can fill in that bye week. Now there isn't because it's been filled. There's no other option. Um, I don't know. It's annoying as all hell, but what else? What else are you going to be able to do? If only they had the, some time to sort out the details and get back to you with a solid answer. Right. And it all does come back to that of what else are you going to do? Well, you had a lot of time to figure that stuff out, and you have a lot smarter people than I working on that. And here we still are. I, I It is such a damning failure of leadership um, especially coming from a, a leadership group that loves flexing their muscles, um, finding players and suspending players willy-nilly for stupid shit. The number, sheer number of times they've suspended Brady for no reason, uh, saying that as a Jets fan, and when they, as, as, when they, or when they suspended Ezekiel Elliott for no reason. I mean, they. This is a leadership group that loves dropping the hammer and throwing the axe, and then they just did nothing when it actually fucking mattered. This is ridiculous. Yeah, it is ridiculous. And I just can't stand that this is the best we got. It's the best we got. Now, there's other things to talk about within the world of the NFL. Bill O'Brien got fired. The Jets are still a dumpster fire. Uh, Sam Darnold got hurt. Like, you know, there's other things. But I say we save that for later. Um, it feels inappropriate given the backdrop of the sheer catastrophic failure. Because uh, I want you, if you're listening to this at home and you like the NFL, I want you to sincerely think: What is going to happen if your favorite team gets an outbreak? The Titans, it might be a little bit easy to write off because they're not, you know, they're not the Chiefs, not the Patriots, they're not high profile, and it's a it's a smaller market than some of the other teams we typically think about. The Giants, the um, the Rams, I guess, technically, because they're in LA now. Um, you know, Dallas. What's going to happen if your favorite team gets gets a COVID out nineteen outbreak? They can't keep playing. There's eighteen players and staff on the Titans that are sick right now, mm-hmm. and and that has health implications for them. It has health implications for the family. But think about it selfishly. What the fuck are is your team going to do if your team can't play for two weeks? That's what the NFL is trying to grapple with now. And they had six months to figure it out. If not more, depending on how you want to set up your timetables. Like Go ahead. No, no I'm, I'm, just in, I'm just in shock. I just really feel like it is every member of the group project that everyone knows of the guy that just doesn't do anything until the night before the presentation and then just kind of throw something together, and it just ends up being absolute garbage. And it's just every one of those guys all combined into a singular organization, 
all working for the same company and they all just kind of pointed to their right and just went, Oh, he was supposed to do that. And guess what? Nothing happened. Nothing happened. Nothing. It's, it's damning. It's absolutely damning. I don't, I just don't understand it. Um, and in interest of time, uh, I, I vote we wrap. Is there anything else you'd like to say before we go? Oh, no. No, not yet. Uh, yeah. Uh, here's sure, hoping... I am sure this is going to take off by the time we record next. Here's hoping. Um, yeah, hope, hopefully Sunday's episode comes with more clarity on the situation. Or Sorry, I should say Monday. We record on Sunday, but... The next episode should come with with more clarity on the situation, more answers from the NFL, and hopefully just good news coming out of that organization because it's the people's lives getting impacted. Um, but <laughs> who gives a shit there, I guess? Fuck them. Um, all right. If you, uh, if you want to follow the show on Twitter, you can do so at JuicingPod. If you want to hit us up via email, you can do so at JuicingTheNumbers at gmail.com. And uh, until Monday, y'all have a good one. Bye.